In therapy and in music, the baseline informs where we go to next. This is the show that examines the present state of music therapy and asks, where to from here? Welcome to Baselines with Joe Thompson. This podcast was made on the lands of the Darug people. Hello everyone and welcome to Baselines. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to share some personal news. I'm recording this introduction two weeks into moving to Phoenix in the US, where I've begun working at the Neurologic Music Therapy Services of Arizona. Even after just a short while working at NMTSA under well-known clinician Suzanne Oliver, I've learned so much. In due course, I'll be recording an episode where I'll be sharing some of what I've learned for everyone back in Australia. In the meantime, here is an episode with Pete McDonald and Grace Elliott, all about their album of therapy songs, which they released at the beginning of the year. Grace and Pete were generous enough to let me include the audio of some of the songs from the album in this episode, but I'd also encourage everyone to go and have a listen to the full album. It's got some great content. Pete McDonald graduated with a Bachelor of Music, majoring in Jazz Piano Performance, receiving the Student of the Year Award, and spent a long time practicing, gigging, teaching, recording, composing, and other music-related activities aiming to pay off a mortgage and get two kids through school. After returning to study and completing his Master's of Music Therapy, as well as training in Neurologic Music Therapy, he now focuses on clinical work, alongside the occasional gig with the Groove Therapists. This includes working with children with special needs, adults with disability, and clients with dementia. One of Pete's many strengths is his ability to connect with clients in a fun and engaging way to help them achieve their goals. His music therapy work with older adults has included weekly visits to facilities owned by Anglicare Retirement Villages, Hammond Care, Catholic Healthcare, and Heritage Care. He was part of the initial launch of Hammond Care's Arts on Prescription project, funded by the Australian Government with research performed by the University of New South Wales. He also featured on the ABC Catalyst episode, Healthy Aging, which looked into research on how socialisation can impact the brain. His work with children with special needs has included providing music therapy services for Sound Expression, Nordoff Robbins Music Therapy Australia, KU Children's Services, Habisham Public School Autism Unit, Giant Steps, The Pond School, and Tallawood School. Pete is also a guest lecturer for the Masters of Creative Music Therapy at Western Sydney University. Grace holds a Masters of Creative Music Therapy from Western Sydney University and a Bachelor of Arts and Media from Macquarie University, majoring in music production and performance. Grace's music therapy experience includes working in education and health facilities with children and adolescents with a range of disabilities. She specialises in designing and facilitating music therapy programs for early intervention and is skilled in delivering capacity-building strategies using music to support children and adults with a hearing impairment. Within the music therapy context, Grace draws on her improvisation, oral and rhythmic skills to connect and build positive therapeutic relationships with clients to support their achievement of their non-musical goals. As well as her career as a music therapist, Grace is an experienced vocalist, pianist, guitarist and drummer and performs as part of the band, The Groove Therapists. Pete and Grace, welcome to Baseline. So good to have this conversation. Thanks for your time. 
Could you just start, both of you, by introducing yourselves briefly, please, and explaining the sort of work that you normally do during your weeks? Yeah, sure. Well, my name's Grace. Uh, I'm a third-year graduate, and I work at two different music therapy clinics. Yeah, I work with mostly kids with disability, primarily uh, autism, Down syndrome, other cognitive and physical disability. Yeah, hi, I'm Pete McDonald. Um, I think I graduated in four, 2014, 2013, so maybe coming up to my 10th year. My week's pretty varied. I go into four aged care places. I work at down at Sound Expression one day. I work in an SSP out near where I live um, and have a little private clinic that I run out of that SSP one afternoon. I'm also doing some casual lecturing on the Music Therapy Masters at Western Sydney. Well, I wanted to have you both on because you've just done this really exciting project, New Songs for Therapy. What gave you the impetus to embark on this new project? What made you think this is something that needs to happen? Uh, I, I guess it comes back to the fact that we had the songs. We had used the songs a lot. So um, Grace was put on placement with me back in 2018. Yeah, I, I think, think it was, it was 2018. Yeah, yeah. And um, we just had a great musical connection. And I, you know, at the end of that six months of placement, I was like, how can I keep this connection? So um, she's still the only person I've ever hired <laughs> as a music therapist. I hired her on as a music therapy assistant for uh, 20, all of 2019 on that same day. So we had 18 months of an entire day of, mm. of doing, I think it was about eight or nine groups in an SSP and then three or four private clients in the afternoon. So we had a great connection. We had great opportunities to make music together with clients and pretty much all the songs that are in that and a whole lot of other songs that we haven't um, formalised yet have come out of that. I did notice, and it was implied in your answer a little bit, that there are some songs that um, talk about things that I personally haven't had a song talk about before, things like different emotions and... um, and then specific songs about saying yes and no, which I really appreciate and think that that sort of thing is really helpful. I suppose that was just the stuff that you were that had came up in the session that was relevant to the, for the clients that you were working with. Is that true? Yeah, I think both of those. Uh, I think originated with me. I think yeah. so. Yeah, the the emotions one was actually that uh, was a, a uh, one of the kids at the SSP I met had a very favourite saying of his, which was, how happy, how sad. And uh, Sorry, I'm not trying to mimic his voice in any way, but I thought, oh, that, that's a good hook. So that became a song that was sort of based around him and how he can just do more than the happy and the sad. And the Yes, No, was that, actually, the Yes, No was the same school. The deputy came up to me one day and said, we're trying to do a, something with the kids to help them with Yes and No. Can you write me a song? That might be a nice segue into what I was going to ask next, which do you... Do either of you have particular favourites of this, the songs on this album and, and what makes you feel that way about a particular song? I, I think Pete's song about sounds is great. It's got that energy and there's so many ways you can work with it. You can reverse it, you can do the sound, you can do the name, you can do whatever. And so that's actually what I think makes it a, a great music therapy song because it's really malleable. Lots of different sounds, lots of different choices, lots of different things make lots of different noises. Lots of different sounds, lots of different choices, lots of different things make lots of different noises. 
right, let's have a practice. A dog goes, Oof. a cat goes, Meow. and a cow goes, Ooh. and a car goes, Ooh. a horse goes, no. a snake goes, a baby goes, Where? and a train goes. Choo-choo. Lots of different sounds, lots of different choices. Lots of different things make lots of different noises. Okay, I'm going to start the next round, but it's up to you to come up with a few more things that make sounds. Are you ready? Let's go. A duck goes... Quack. Lots of different sounds, lots of different choices, lots of different things make lots of different noises, lots of different sounds, lots of different choices, lots of different things make lots of different noises. A quick shout out there to Renee. Renee. Renee, Renee King down at Intuitive Music Therapy who wrote one line of that song. Thanks, Renee. It was a great line. What about you, Pete? Do you have a, a favourite song from the collection? Oh, look, I'll, I'll call out. Grace called out one of mine. I've got to call out one of hers. Um, I really like the elephant one. We are looking for, uh, yeah, which I've only just started beginning to use. Yeah, because you because that wasn't one that wasn't one we wrote together. That was one she wrote after um, she became an RMT. So I've only just started using it, and um, it's a great uh, engagement song I'm doing with the SSP guys at the moment, which is helping them, you know. They're not very communicative, so they can pick their animals, they can make the sounds, and we can take it to that next level of making it, you know, an excited elephant or a quiet elephant or a loud elephant or anything, those sorts of things. your turn to try it at home. I'll sing it twice through and I'll leave out the animal, but on the third time it'll be all up to you. Don't worry, we'll be playing the melody along with you. We are looking for a, we're looking all around, and then we hear a sound like this. I think we found out, I think we found out.
that's your turn. All on your own. Yeah, could you just talk me through a little bit about, yeah, just how you use that in session and what it looks like? So, you would probably, if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do an animal song, you might do Old MacDonald. That, that's that's the one that's, that springs to mind, but it's like, well, you know, they can they can do Old MacDonald off, off a YouTube clip or they can, they, they, they understand where Old MacDonald's leading. And this is just a new way of bringing it in. So, you can, you can, start with the animal then you can say okay we've got that animal how can we then take that to the next step with the clients i'm working with and this song gives you the opportunity to not just make the noise of the animal but you know to uh listen out for the loud or the soft animal and just take it to that next step you've touched on something that is a tangent but i wouldn't mind walking down there implicit in your answer and and you named that album new songs um, we are in this particular age, I suppose, when YouTube might replace some of the work that we do and and lots of the songs are so much more accessible than they would be otherwise. So, do you feel like um, that was one of the motivations for doing this project, to have something that's a bit more original, that's a bit more unique to music therapy? I I think you're right. YouTube is accessible, it's free, and there's a lot of content on there. if If I can chuck in there as well, most of the YouTube clips you see don't have that interactive element. So it's just here's the song you sing through it you sing through it the same mm-hmm. way each time, you know the the kids get used to the colours of the rainbow or you know the next animal is going to be a goat or a horse or whatever, mm-hmm. um, so we chatted through how can we record our songs in a way that they can be interactive at home. So if you've listened, if anyone's listened, you'll 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 know most of the songs we leave that blank element where there's no talking but just the music, and we're encouraging parents or carers or whoever's with their children or grandchildren or whoever it is um, to practice the song together, to sing the song together in a way that's different each time. And that's where that written resource comes into play because that's that's sort of giving you exactly what the song is about and when when you can sort of put in your little bit in the song. So you got, you got a lot of support there through that uh, written resource. That's naturally how a music therapist would facilitate the song, but because you've put it into the recording, it means that these songs can be used at home outside of the therapy session, and effectively that means that therapy can keep going uh, once the session has ended. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's one of, our, one of our main goals. One of my sort of big pushes at the moment, I, 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 I don't know, I have a big push every year. I try and think through something, and in the last couple of years it's been that um, let's get our music therapy model in such that... Um, it becomes less and less like a music lessons model. You know, we see the client for 30 or 45 minutes a week and they're not then doing anything away from our therapy session. And that, to me, sort of looks a little bit like a music lessons model. And how can we adapt that to make it more a therapy model? Because, you know, you go to the physio, they give you exercises, you go home, and if you're anything like me, you probably don't do the exercises, but you should. And can we make our music therapy model a little bit more like that? I was going to say, it also, I just realised as well, it also gives parents the language. Like when we give them those fact sheets and we give them the song and we explain why we're doing stuff and how we're doing stuff, they can say, oh, I see this is, you know, this is helping communication because of but, 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 but. And that 
that's really important when it comes to, I mean, not only just getting their funding, but just that the, the talking between the therapists and other therapists and allied health teams. And yeah, I just think it's a really good way to broaden up, not just we're doing it at home and, um, and we're enjoying it because it's fun, but we're expanding um, everyone's understanding of what we do. We'll be back to this conversation, but first a quick break. This episode of Baselines was sponsored by you. Baselines now has a Patreon site, which you can go to if you'd like to make a donation towards the show. While Baselines is something I do for the love of it, each episode takes time to set up, record and edit. But even the smallest contribution you make helps me to stay motivated to keep producing more content. If you'd like to keep hearing more conversations about music therapy, then you can find the link to my Patreon in the show description. Now, back to the conversation. I was wondering, you might have answered this already, but was uh, do either of you have a song that is particularly meaningful for you? And is there any particular stories behind that song? Um, I, I do like I do find it quite interesting that there are um, you've talked about how happy how sad and but um, something like we all like different things is um, it, yeah it's a fairly unique song yeah look Grace and I were talking just before we, we uh, started chatting to you and that's actually the song that came up because that was the one I was thinking of um, that was um, a song we wrote in a session and it was with a particular client in mind who was quite verbal but very limited in their and the things they would say. And I think I was at the piano, Grace was on the left, the client was on the right, and I just launched into improvisation, which became this song. And we got to the end. You know, I think I got to the line, which was some people like to play. And I went, oh, we all like different things. And I think Grace and I at the exact same time said, and that's okay, because it just, it just naturally rhymed. Some people like bananas And others like a peach Some people like the forest While others like the beach Some people like to sleep in And others like to play We all like different things And that's okay I like orange juice I like milkshakes I like pizza And I like spaghetti I like the colour blue And I like yellow We all like different things And that's okay I like reading And I like dogs I like the zoo I like piano I like drawing And I like soccer We all like different things And that's okay Okay, so now it's your turn Why don't you try saying some things that you like or don't like? You can even try some turn-taking with someone else in the room Are you ready? Let's go
different things and that's okay Some people like bananas and others like a peach Some people like the forest and others like the beach Some people like to sleep in and others like to play We all like different things and that's okay Oh we all like different things and that's okay Mine was probably the the song we are looking for a uh, dot 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 Uh, and it was with a client who was just not having a an enjoyable time making sounds. And so I tried to create a bit of a an improvised story. And it was, you know, started with, we are looking for... And then he was really, really interested in the trumpet. <laughs> and so we had a trumpet in the, in the corner of the room. And I was like, oh, well, you know, naturally, trumpet equals elephant so I said oh we are looking for an elephant you know we're looking all around and he was just perking up interest you know starting to you know be like oh what's this song it you know we'd never done it before it was I was making it up my pure um intent was just to get him to engage and so and then he made a sound like this and then I just waited (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he, then he blew the trumpet. Um, and then I wanted to respond to his sound. So I, oh, I think we found our element, elephant. And uh, then I tried to think about how would I get him to change his sound now? How can I get him to work with me? So then I started going through these different types of elephants, whether it was a sleepy elephant or a mama elephant. Um and he engaged and showed an understanding of different types of sounds using just this one trumpet. Um, and I remember saying, you know, a sleepy elephant, and he played it so quietly. And it was amazing to see him respond like that. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's that's probably the one that stands out for me. And we've talked a bit about what how these can be used at home for parents, but... Um, I wonder if you have a particular vision for how you might hope that they'd be used by other music therapists. I'd love therapists to use them and tweak them and maybe let us know how you've tweaked them. And because, you know, it's always good to know how other people are using songs and if you found a way that, you know, because, you know, the yes, no um, only started with verbal yes, no, and then the head movement and we're using um, Auslan as well. So you can use the the signs for people that communicate that way. Um, so, yeah, for me, I'd love I'd love therapists to use them and just let us know. Do you have a go-to song that you like to use in your therapy sessions? Uh, it's so hard to answer because every client, I'm speaking of myself, every client I have is so different and the goals are different and the way that they respond to music is different. So, I, I, I've got to say, I don't think I do have a, a go-to song. Uh, look, I, in a similar way, like I, my age range of clients is maybe nine up to 103 or 104, so it's hard to just pick one. But um, but you know, in the in, in the older folk, I always love um, oh what a beautiful morning and show me the way to go home. But I try not I try not to do show me the way to go home if I'm working with dementia clients because you know that's what they want to do. 
It makes creates a bit of issues, but yeah. If you could go back and give yourselves advice as you're studying music therapy, what advice would you give yourself as a student music therapist? The first one is really focus on the why question, which, you know, why, why are you doing this in the session? Why are you using that song? Why, why do a hello song? Why do a goodbye song? Um, that sort of thing. I really, that really twigged for me in second year. Um, I went through the entire first year not asking that question at all. Uh, and the second piece of advice, which um, I was actually told by good old Rob, Rob Devlin, who was my supervisor in first year, was not to um, not to try and put too much into a session. And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, I, I, was rem- I hope I'm not doing Rob a disservice. And Rob, I apologize if I am. But um, it was I, during my first year of placement, um, Rob was off sick. And so I still went in and I, had, I got to do one session by myself, which is a 15-minute session. And um, I had Robin Howard supervising. So I was, one, petrified. It was my first session ever by myself. Two, petrified because Robin Howard was supervising it and watching me do it. And um, it was a 15-minute session and I had, I think, seven or eight activities. I told that to Rob after and he's like, what? You know, I I got a three-page document from Robin on a 15-minute session, three-page A4 document on feedback, which was absolutely brilliant. I think I've still got it. But yeah, so my advice is, it, I, th- I guess the advice is linked to the fact that a lot of our work is now NDIS and we have all these boxes we've got to tick and goals we've got to tick off and meet like that. But at the end of the day, you know, let's sometimes just go with the flow. You don't have to have seven or eight things, have them ready, but you might just do one or two things in the session because that's the way the session goes and that's the way the client is on the day. For me, there's another two things. One is basically a skills thing get on that guitar as soon as you can (laughs) like just really just get familiar with that instrument and get familiar with piano because they're going to be your best friends um and when you're proficient on those or when you're feeling confident on those you can then really get focused on the therapy because you don't want to be sitting there worried about what you're playing or how to play it you really just want to do the the therapy you know you're thinking outside of what what's the next chord i'm playing you want that to become pretty automatic but the other the other thing for me and i i learned it early on was you know if a session's not going great or if you've had a session it's just a disaster it's don't take it personally it's not always you um and it not to be hard on yourself when you're done with it and you can reflect on it and you can think about what you can do better but at the end of the day you know it's probably not all on you. And that just helps you to go back in the next time. What is your favourite thing about being a music therapist? Oh, look, favourite thing the- about being a music therapist? I've, I've been involved in music full-time for, oh, I don't know, over, over a while. <laughs> That'll give away my age. <laughs> but um, I've done the teaching, I've done the gigging, done the recording, all that sort of stuff. And I think music therapy is just the best use of music. Um, that there is so you can teach you can gig but you know you're using music to improve the health of others I think that's probably my favorite part of being yeah I'm very similar it's uh for me the the best thing is being able to connect with others and doing that through music if there's barriers with language and other forms of communication that music is just a fantastic way to create those connections and communicate with others and getting that that moment when you finally you know you meet your client in the music making oh that's you can't there's nothing like it it's just so cool to see them open their eyes to what you're doing and you're opening your eyes to them and oh it's it's amazing 
I can't imagine doing anything else now. Thank you both for the chat. Really appreciate your time. No worries. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for listening to Baselines. If you enjoyed the show, please hit follow and leave a rating and a review. My single purpose for making this podcast is that it helps us, the music therapists of today, to think clearly and carefully about what we do. I hope today's episode has given you something valuable to consider for your work and your practice.